coming up on today's episode of Days with Dom. At the end of the day, is it really advancing you on the mission that you may have? If yeah. you even have a mission, brother. Some people don't even have a mission. Yeah. They don't have goals. But every decision you make is either going towards where you want to go or it's going away from it. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the show. Episode 21 of Days with Dom. I am so stoked to bring you today's episode with my guy, the man, the myth, and the absolute legend in his own sense, Mike C-Rock Sirocco. And if you haven't been following C-Rock on any social media platform, you're gonna you're bound to see his stuff soon because he is a Yahoo Finance top business leader to follow in 2020 and is one of the number one rising business influencers in the world and is providing an insane amount of free content and mentorship to a ton of people, including myself. And I'm super grateful for him and his authenticity. And we had an unbelievable conversation. He's also got a new book coming out at the end of the year called, What Are You Made Of? The Art of Building People. And he's been valued, or I'm sorry, he's been mentored by people like Grant Cardone and continues to learn from these mentorships, both being a mentor and being a mentee. And he really understands the value in that and the value of coaching, mentorship. So he's doing his part in providing as much free value and free coaching and content as he can. And you know, he, with a huge Instagram following, he still would reply to every single comment, every single DM I sent him. And so we got talking and I'm super, super grateful that he was able to come on and spend some time with me today. He talks about his motto of turning setbacks letdowns and negativity into rocket fuel based on the adversity he faced growing up in somewhat of a broken home. And you would never know it because he's one of the happiest, most nice, genuine guys uh, I've ever met and had, an, again, a great conversation with him. Got to ask him a lot of questions that I had been wanting to just about daily habits, what it takes to you know, turn these setbacks into rocket fuel day in and day out and not let the negativity of the outside world get to us. So without any further ado, we got a lot of great value packed into this 30 minute episode. I hope you guys take as much value away from this as I can. Make sure to follow C-Rock on all social media platforms and take advantage of the free content that he is providing. And without further ado, here we go. Episode 21 with Mike C-Rock Sirocco. Okay, ladies and gents, welcome on today. The legend himself, Mike C-Rock, Sirocco. C-Rock, super grateful that you're on here today with me, man. Really great to talk to you. What's up, Dom? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And I uh, just want to show gratitude for you even listening to my podcast, like I said, and having me on the show to share with your audience, man. Like I said before this, man, I am a huge fan of the Waymo podcast, the What Are You Made Of? If you're watching this, you can see it behind him. But if you're listening to it, uh, Mike is the... Uh, the host of the, the What Are You Made Of podcast, the Waymo podcast. So can you talk a little bit about where that came from, where that started? What are you made of? That's a really strong statement. So where does that come from and how do you practice that and incorporate that every day? So self-talk, man. It all started with self-talk. I'm big on self-talk. Um, you know, maybe it was because when I was younger, despite a lot of children being in my life, I have like seven or eight brothers and sisters now. Uh, I think I'm the oldest of eight. Yeah. But they all have like, I'm the only one that doesn't have the same parents. You know what I mean? So I I think there was a little bit of loneliness when I was growing up. So maybe I talked to myself a lot, 
but I believe in positive self-talk. And what are you made of is something that I say to myself a lot when I'm going through tough times or trying to take things to the next level. I, uh, I'll say to myself, man, come on, man, what are you made of? Like, look at the stuff that you've came through growing up uh, or I'm built for this. I got this. I'm made for this. So these are the kind of things that would go through my head, which I'll share with you where that came from uh, in a second. But so when I was doing the podcast, uh, I was trying to come up with it. And I was like, man, I share my story with people and they're inspired by it, which blows me away in the first place. But then I'm like, why don't I tell my story on a podcast and then bring other people on to share their story and show how they've turned setbacks into rocket fuel. 100%. So that's where it came from. And, I, you know, like I said, I'll get into the story, um, you know, if you want, but uh, that's where it's come from. And then people come on the show that are super successful and, but they share their journey of how they got to success and the setbacks that they've had and how they overcame them and use those as fuel. So. No. Yeah. I definitely want to hear you talk about the backstory of it for sure. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in a broken home. I don't remember my parents together. Um, I'm the oldest of eight kids, like I said, but uh, I was the only one from my parents. Right. And, um, you know, growing up, there was a lot of conflict with child support, custody, uh, step parents, arguing, jealousy, court stuff. I mean, it was a mess. And as a kid growing up in that above you, you see all this stuff going on. There's a lot of chaos going on, man. And so I had to try to interpret that as a kid. Now, I'm not the only one out there in the world that, that's done this. Uh, which, which I'm well aware of, but I want to share with you what I did from that to propel myself into my future. So when I was 11 years old, I was going through a lot of psychological, like uh, emotional abuse from my, my, at my dad's house with my stepmom, my dad, all that. They, they were fighting all the time and all this other stuff. So I decided one time I got a lot of anxiety in me while I was riding home from my uh, mom's house one weekend, going over the hills in Southeastern Pennsylvania to my dad's house my stomach was just in knots every time I would go back and my mom recognized it and asked me questions about it. She said, Hey, that's not normal. Like that's not the way it's supposed to be. Now as a kid going through that, Dom, I like everybody that goes through their childhood thinks that what they're going through is normal. Cause that's all they know. Like I, I thought that everybody dealt with this. This is like, yeah, this is normal. I thought people that had parents that were still together is weird, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. So uh, when I was going through that and my mom recognized that, she said, it's not normal. You shouldn't be going through that and you don't have to. And if you want me to, to uh, file papers so that, that, so that you can come back and move with, in with me, I'll do that. So she ended up doing that. I uh, came home from school one day and my dad had this legal envelope in his hand. And I thought to myself, man, here we go. I had a feeling what it was. And I was like, man, this is, uh, you know, I walked on eggshells as it was already in that house. And he told me to go to my room. And I sat there for about five minutes, probably felt like five hours just waiting. And he finally comes back with that envelope. Now, my dad was my hero. He laid brick, block, and base, like he was amazing. Poured concrete, built all the mushroom houses out in Kent Square. Um, and I, he was my hero, man. He had big forearms, real rough hands, worked hard. Um, and, and he always had a wad of $100 bills in his pocket. And I looked up to him for that, man. He had a rubber band around it. And I, I, to me, that was something that was like cool, you know? Yeah. So he comes in with this envelope and he says, you know what's in here, don't you? It says here you want to live with your mom and move out of here, despite the fact that they don't have it good there, man. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have the money you have, like that, that, that you have available to you here, like this, the stuff. And I remember my mom telling me, when you believe in something, stick to your guns, because when you believe in something, people will try to talk you out of it. They'll try to make you see their point. 
their side of the story. Or they'll see you advancing and they'll try to justify themselves being in their position. So they'll try to pull you back down, stick to your guns. So I remember her saying that at that moment. And I said, yeah, I want to move out of here. And, and I, I don't really want to talk anymore about it. And he said, okay, if that's the case. And he takes a wad of $100 bills out, peels one off, crumples it up and throws it at me and says, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And I'm like, okay, so you're giving up on me basically. You know, that's what I thought. And so at that moment, um, I always thought things were ordinary. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm not the only one going through this. There's other people out there. And if I got to go through this, I'm going to show them that you can go through this and still blow up and excel at everything you do. That's the only way I knew how to help people at that moment. I, I, I just knew if I could try to provide an example. The other thing I thought to myself, because I'm stubborn and I don't just give up, I'm a fighter. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna, you ain't winning, pal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna, exa- you know, be an example, I'm gonna excel. So those are the things that went through my head. Now, I rely on that story, okay? It's a story I tell people, but I rely on that in my head when I go through tough times or things aren't going the right way or if I don't feel like getting up and going to the gym or at, at the office, if things are jamming and it's just stressful, I say to myself, come on, man, what are you made of? Right. Like, like you, this stuff's easy compared to what you went through. Yeah. When you're a kid, you don't have any defenses. You don't have any, like, you, you're, you're like kind of like just a prisoner and you can't escape it. Right. This right now, you could do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can get the hell out of the situation. You can make some kind of uh, adjustment to better the situation. Come on, man. And so that's where that came from. And I'm proud to have that in my life now. I don't feel like a victim. I'm not ashamed of it um, because it's made me who I am today. And I can share this message with people and my kids, my employees to help lift them and build them as well. I think it's funny how you said that your dad you know, gritty, big forearms, hands, blue collar. I come from the same thing. My dad is, my dad's a painter. He's always had those big forearms, those big gritty hands. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an Italian thing, right? They don't like to carry wallets. They like to have the money <laughs> in the clip, right? That's <laughs> my family's the same way. Um, I think you're right though. When I don't want to get up and do things or things seem hard, or I want to lay in bed for an extra hour, what, what is it? I'm grateful for those times Look, I come from a family of divorced parents too. I go back and forth with my mom and dad. Luckily, everything's fine, but it wasn't always fine, right? So I was the oldest too, like you said. And it's hard because you kind of take responsibility. You look- How old are you now? I'm 21. Okay, gotcha. So I got 21, my sister's 19, my brother's about to be 18, and then my other brother's about to be 14. So I was always like, I no matter what happens, I have to put on a smile. I have to put on a good face every day. And look, my parents- I can't say anything bad about them because they care and they love us so much. But, you know, there's times when it was first happening, you know, shit hit the fan sometimes. And I always had to be like, Hey, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Like, it's all good. We're going to get through it. And I'm grateful for those hard times and all the hard times in my life because it motivates me to do better and motivates me that adversity that I've had to overcome. It makes me, it gives my drive. It becomes, fuel like you said it's rocket fuel that adversity yeah it becomes rocket fuel and i'm grateful for everything that i've done because i learned that the easy way out is not going to get you anywhere you want to take the hard road the road less traveled because 99 percent of people aren't going to do those little things like getting up early or scheduling your time or just not letting social media run your life little things like that people aren't doing so i'm grateful for all the hard times in my life And that's why I really am excited to have you on today because, you know, I see like in you, a lot of the things that you preach on social media, on Instagram, 
you know, you're one of my favorite people to follow just because it's real <laughs> shit. It's real shit. That you're yeah. And that's why out. I do it, dude. That's why I do it. And by, by the way, I want to commend you 21 years old to do a podcast. It took me, I don't know, like 40 some years to figure this out, to be able to do that. And uh, you know, I didn't do it before. I don't know why I, I can't explain the reason why I didn't do it, but um, I want to commend you on that starting early dude. And then uh, you're, you're onto something. So just, just go after it. Don't quit. Have big goals, big visions, big dreams. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. You do you, you do what you want to do and let them figure out what their problem is and how to deal with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hear you. So you've amassed a pretty big following on Instagram. I know you've been involved with Grant Cardone, who's a real estate juggernaut, 10 X uh, talker, one of the founders. Talk about how you got involved with that and how you continue to just be consistent with your postings on social media, bringing value to people, because that's hard for me. That's one of the biggest challenges I face is staying consistent and, you know, making that time to put together an Instagram post, write a caption and put out that value. So first of all, uh, I got involved with Grant because I was looking for a mentor. So when I left my dad's house, I went to my mom's, I, my mom had married a guy named George, who was my stepdad. And he was there at the right moment in my life. Uh, as I was growing into an adulthood and to becoming a man, he was there to show me what a man was supposed to do. Reliability, commitment, uh, do good, good things happen, do bad, bad things happen. Um, he, he showed me and set principles in my life right at the perfect time. And if I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be. And so, uh, you know, that, that right there was my mentor kind of from 11 years old until 41-ish. And back in January of 2019, he passed away suddenly. And, um, you know, during that period of time, I was like, man, like this, this can't be happening. This is terrible. You know, like I, I felt terrible. But then my little brother uh, was reading the 10X rule. And he's like, hey, man, you got to hear this guy. He sounds just like you. Like you, you're going you're gonna to love him. And it was the 10X rule. So I, I read the book and I'm like, holy cow, this guy's talking to me. Like I, I have an animal inside of me. Right. I've always had this like, fire and I felt like I was caged up for so long because I was worried about what people think. Yes. Uh, I would hear people saying like, man, you're going too hard. Like you, 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 you're hard on the employees that, you know, they're, they're going to leave and all this, all this garbage. It's all garbage. It's all average talk. It's all, it's, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's actually, actually not just wrong. It's actually, it, it's, it's toxic. It's bad. It's like something you should run really fast away from. So at that moment, when I read that book, I'm like, geez, I got, I got, so I was in Miami for work and I saw these big billboards and it said growth con 10 X growth con. And it was the one in Miami. And I'm like, man, I'd love to go to that. So I came home and I met with a real estate agent and just having coffee with a real estate agent for the first time. And I'm in the mortgage business by the way, too. So, yep. um, nation's lending, we do home loans. Um, and I was talking to him and he's like, man, I'm going to Miami to the growth con. And I'm like, really? I said, I was just in Miami. I saw these billboards. I said, I can't go back though, man. I'd love to go to that. He's like, dude, come on. You can just room with me. And by the way, I just met this guy for the first time. Right. This is the first time I met him. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can room with me, dude. We'll just, just get a ticket. And I'm like, there's no way, dude. There's no way. Yeah. I, I, I can't like, I got to explain this to my wife. I'm going to just fly to Miami. I just came back from there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, come on. So I got in the car, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Screw it. I'm going to do it. So I called my wife. I said, Hey, I'm going to Miami to the growth con. I didn't even have a ticket yet. I'm going to Grant Cardone's thing. You know the billboard we saw? I'm going to that. She's like, she knows me, by the way. Like, if I want something and if I say, set an intention, I make it happen. Right. It's just the way it is. Yeah. So she's like, all right, just go. So I called and got a ticket. 
I think I spent 1200 bucks or something like that, which seemed like a lot of money to me at that time. And I'm like, all right. So I go to a room, room with this guy. There's two double beds in this room. And I, I just met the guy. Now mm-hmm. I knew he was a decent guy. I knew him from, through some other people, but right. this is talking about commitment. And you remove obstacles out of your way when you're committed to something. You don't see things in your way. Like the money, telling my wife that I was going to go back to Miami that quick, uh, rooming with somebody instead of just getting a room. I don't know why the hell I didn't get a room. I, I, there's no reason that I didn't get my own room. But I just didn't think, I wasn't even worried. I was just, get there, get there, get there. And so when I went, I started listening to Grant. Obviously, I started listening to people. And I'm like, dude, this is what I need right now. He's coming in right at the perfect time. Mentorship, coaching, mentorship. Now, I got to 40-some years old on street smarts, being smart, uh, common sense, hustle, action, all this stuff, but I didn't have a mentor, coach, and knowledge. So, Dom, where you are insecure any area in your life, it's just because you lack knowledge. Anytime you're insecure about something, you're not sure of something. It's all because you don't know something. Yep. So, it's a very, very important lesson. So, when I started to know something, I started to get knowledge. Dude, I was like, I'm unstoppable now. Like all the stuff that was stopping me before is just because I was insecure. Now, dude, I got this move out of my way. Let's go. The animal was unleashed. And so then I stuck with him because if it works for him and he can do that for me, then I'm, I'm, I'm buying more. Like I want more of what he's got. Sure. So from there, I just started building relationships with his team in his office, got my team on card on you for training. And then just started being involved and showing up all the time. And uh, the more I invest with Grant and his materials, the more me and my team do better, make more money. So if you spend a dollar and you can get two back, you do, you find a million dollars somewhere to get 2 million back. That's the way I think. That's how it happened. I'm a card owned licensee now just because I want to be involved with them and and be able to work with their, their content. And uh, you know, that's where it all started, dude. I'm thankful that I made the decision to do that that day. Sure. uh, Cause I, you know, I don't know where I would be otherwise. So. That's like an omen kind of, I don't know if you ever read the book, the alchemist, but it's all about like following your omens and things like that. So that's kind of an omen for you right there. You saw that you, you heard about 10, uh, 10 X and then you saw that and then you're like, I got to do it. Like no matter what's going on in my life, like this is something that I have to do. This is going to be an investment in my future. And I've, I agree with you there. I've been looking for things like omens like that or, okay, what do I want to get out of something or what do I want to get out of life or where's the next steps I want to take? And then just kind of being more self-aware, reaching out to people. If I see something on Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter or something that I think I was meant to see, like I, I think kind of everything happens for a reason and you're in that exact moment for a reason. And it's all about taking advantage of that moment. So I love hearing stories like that just because spur of the moment thing, and you just went after it because you knew it would be an investment in your future. So I love hearing that. And now, uh, you know, I've developed relationships with the people at that company. And I'm, you know, to me, look, by the way, I promote them because they've helped me. Sure. A lot of people say, why are you promoting them? You got your own brand. You're trying to build your own. Why don't you just, build? dude, listen, if somebody gets me somewhere and helps me, I'm the type of guy that remembers that. I don't forget that shit. So I take that and I'll carry it and I'll carry them and push their mission. And then I'll do my own thing as well and push it as well. Side by side. It's powerful. Yeah. And, and it's not going to stop me from doing what I do by promoting other people. So, but the other thing I want to point out to you, man, for things for happening for a reason, right? It, it depends on your decisions and actions prior to those things coming into play. Yeah. So if you see something on social media and you didn't make right decisions prior to that or take the right actions prior to that, you're going to see the wrong things. Mm-hmm. 
So you got to be careful and understand that making sure you're doing good things, good things happen. You're making good decisions, good will happen. If you're making bad decisions and doing bad things, your ethics level lowers and then it becomes okay to you. Like, look, some of these guys your age, right? They're going out partying. I've, I've been there before. They're going to strip clubs. They're, they get a little bit of money and then they go blow it. And it seems like all fun and games and it's fun, right? But at the end of the day, is it really advancing you on the mission that you may have? If you even have a mission, brother, some people don't even have a mission. They don't have goals, but every decision you make is either going towards where you want to go or it's going away from it. And so like all these decisions that come across, like when I was younger, if I went to a strip club or if I went to a bar doing this and that partying, every time I did it, it just lowered me. Mm -hmm. And then I started like, if I did something for the first time that I never did before, and I survived it. I'm like, oh man, this is cool. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with this, even though it might have been bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just these things that went through my head. I'm thinking and analyzing and auditing my life and thinking to myself, like, dude, if I didn't do some of the stupid stuff I did, I'd be this much further along. Yeah. Now I got to get out and talk to people your age, 21 year old. I mean, if I can get through to you and understand that every decision you make, and I keep saying this is a probably the third or fourth time I've just said this to you, every decision you make affects your future. Mm-hmm. And so you got to think that when you wake up in the morning, should I lay here? If I lay here, it's going to slow me down. Nope. Hop the hell up. Get up, get up out of bed. Yep. Move. Should I exercise today? Hmm. Yes. It's got to be like that because if you don't, it's carrying you away. So these are the kind of things that makes it very simple um, in your life to, to, to advance and be successful. If you think this way. Yeah, I agree. It's funny because I kind of take, I'm trying to take this pandemic as a blessing as much as I can, just because, I was thinking about where I'm at. So I turned 21 in February, right before all this shit unleashed. And, you know, I was going out. I was, you know, obviously I'm at college. I was partying. I was going out to the bars. I was doing this. I was doing that. But I always felt like I was supposed to be doing more. And that, like, I was having fun in the moment. And then every morning when I woke up and I would be hungover and I would just be trudging along throughout the rest of the day, just stressing about homework, putting it off, putting it off not doing anything, being unproductive. So I'm kind of taking this as a blessing because since May, April, May, I made the decision to start this podcast. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know how to start it. I didn't know what I was going to do, but, and I've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm learning as I'm going. And I've made, like you said, connections are so important and I've made so many connections and by promoting the people that I've been connected with, they've helped me out so much and I'm learning so much from them. Like, look, I'm a stupid kid. I'm 21 years old. I'm literally doing these things. I'm talking to people like you because I'm so fired up to learn and grow. And I am just on this journey. I always talk about like, this is my journey and I'm sharing everything I do on my journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, my successes, my defeats. So, you know, hearing from someone like you, I feel like I can just picture myself like where you were and I'm trying to, you know, picture like where I want to go. So like, like I said earlier, talking to people like you is just really, it's like fueling something in me. Like I have to keep doing this. I have to keep working every single day towards my goals and, you know, setting goals is really important. First of all, like I never was a goal setter. I never was a scheduler and I would kind of just get up and just go wherever the day took me. Having a clear vision every day has really helped me like towards where I want to go. Yeah, man. Listen, you should have a calendar that you live by. 
I, I didn't do this for years. And then now my calendar, I have to go by my calendar, dude. If it's on my calendar, I do it. If it's not, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm very strict with that. And it makes a difference in your life um, for sure. And, you know, look, you're young, dude. You got a lot of time. Um, but it's good that you've made the decision to do this now. One thing I wanted to point out, you mentioned something about social media. So I made a commitment to do whatever it takes to get known globally. I made this commitment. I wrote it down. And what happens if I make a commitment to something, what has to follow that? You have to like, take, I can't, right. You have to take the steps towards it. There's, yeah. I, I can't just not do anything. I have to take yeah. action, right? Exactly. Yeah. I got to start committing. Okay. What, what is commitment then? Well, I got to start taking action. I got to start spending money. I got to start spending time on it. Like Grant talks about time and money follows commitment. Yep. And I started doing that. Now there's only so much I can do by myself. There's only so much you can do. Right. The reason it looks hard to you is because you're looking at what the stuff that I'm putting out and thinking that I'm doing it all. Probably. I'm not. Yeah. I got a team that handles this now. Right. I can't do all that by myself. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. Maybe not impossible, but I wouldn't be able to do some other things. Right. So I can only do so much. You can only do so much. So then you got to start thinking, okay, well, if I'm really committed to this and I want to put stuff out there, I got to get a team. I got to get a coach, mentor to tell me how to do it, where to go, what to do. And then I got to get a team to help me. And I got to slowly but surely add people to do that. Yeah. Now, it costs money. Right. It costs money. Where's the money come from? All right. Well, okay. Now I got to figure out, okay. First of all, by the way, you, you're committing first. You're not worried about these details. You commit mm-hmm. to what you want to do first. Yeah. The stuff shakes out after that. So I'm just taking you through what my head was. Well, I got money now. I got to have money. All right. Well, how do I get the money to do this? Well, I have, I, I'm in a mortgage business. Okay. So I'm going to take some of the money that I make there. And as long as it can benefit the mortgage business and lift that business up, I'm going to invest that money back into this stuff. Sure. And so that's what I started to do. Now with your situation, do you have a job? Uh, part-time. Yeah. Work as a okay. painter. Yeah. From my yeah so you work as a painter. So you got to figure out, okay, where can I get some flows of income? One flow, two flow, whatever. You got to get some money coming in, mm-hmm. right? You got to focus on that right now so that you can start building this, your content, and invest it back into that instead of spending the money on alcohol and all that, which I've been there and I've done. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating with a drink here or there or, you know, chilling with some, you know, a, gla- a beer or something. But look, dude, going to the club, going to the bars, and then feeling like shit the next day, wasting your life away is something that I regret big time. And I'll, I will not shut up about that for young people because if you could just put that on the back burner for right now, mm-hmm. you'll understand that later on you can do some of that stuff. You could spend some of that kind of money. You won't want to get hungover as you get older. It's, it's, it sucks. It's, it's hard to get up as it is as you get older. Um, drinking and stuff the night before makes it a million times worse. And so you just got to try to kind of push through that phase If you do, you'll be, you'll, you'll skyrocket, man. I wanted to ask you another thing. Uh, When we first, the first time we talked, the first time we connected on Instagram, we talked about football and, you know, you said that you were inside backer. I play, I play outside backer safety. What as, so my senior season was cut short or not cut short. Didn't even happen this year. And that was, it's been a big adjustment this fall, not having football. That was, I built my schedule around that. So it's hard now. I'm trying to fill it with different things. Like I'm coaching my brother's team. Uh, I I work for the office of admissions at my school, which I'm doing all these things from home. Uh, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing school and I'm working full time. So I definitely have some stuff on my plate, but I wanted to ask you in particular, what did sports and being involved in a team, what, you know, when, once that was over, how did you, 
continue to like learn uh, because I've learned so much from football, time commitment, uh, hard work, you know, all these kind of things. What were the biggest takeaways from playing football? And once that was over, how did you continue to learn and practice these things? Truthfully, total transparency. When I stopped playing college football, I partied my ass off. I, I didn't, I wasn't focused. I had a job in the restaurant business. It was like at the end of the day, I mean, there were some fun times, but when I look back, it was, was not a happy time, dude. It was miserable and I didn't do the right things. I didn't make the right decisions at those moments. I felt that that structure, I needed that structure. And when that structure was gone, um, I fell off track. Yeah. And so what got me back on track though, was a guy named Joe. His, uh, he was a business mentor of mine. I worked for him in, when I first got into sales back in 1998. And that got me back on track and focused on structure and understanding things. And I do remember, obviously, I know the rules of sports and team and, you know, commitment and being, you know, count, counted on. I knew all that, but like, I, I, I just don't, I don't know the reason. I just had like a, uh, I never drank, by the way, I never drank none of that in high school. Like I never, like I was all sports, like so, so laced up. And uh, when I went to college and that happened, I just like, I feel like I just let go. And so shit happens, I learn from it. And, uh, but that, those lessons carry through now. Like I operate our business basically same way a football team does. Like right. we, we, we show up, we have meetings, we uh, build each other up, we celebrate wins. Um, we're never satisfied. We're always trying to like tack another one up. Once we have one game over, we go to the next one. Let's go. What's next? What's next? So we operate that way. And matter of fact, in the mortgage business, I work, get to work with my three best friends who were on sports teams with me when I was growing up since we were 10 years old. Yeah. And so we all understand those concepts and principles. So, Gotcha. Kind of the last thing that I wanted to address that I really love from your Instagram is living the life that you want to live. And, you know, we hear that all the time. I always heard that. I felt like I was getting all this information all the time about follow your passions, live the life you want to live. And I had no idea what to do. I had no idea how to do that. So starting this podcast has really helped me at least figure these kind of things out and talk to people like you and some of the other guests I have who are really living the life that they want to live. So when people hear that living the life you want to live, they don't really know how to start. What kind of recommendations do you have for them on taking the steps towards living the life that they want to live? Yeah, man. So look, when I, like my grandmother, I came home from school one day or college and I was at home and I walked in and my stepfather, George, he told me, he's like, Hey man, your grandmother killed herself. And when he said that to me, I almost hit the floor. I was, I was stunned. My grandmother had a lot of mental issues and, and uh, anxiety and things like that. And I, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I realized, wait a minute, man, dude, life can end any moment. And then when George passed away too, like it, it goes like this. Why the hell are we doing things we don't want to do? Right. Now, sometimes you've got to do some things you don't want to do, but you don't have to continuously do it. Like, I, I don't want to live a life where I got to deal with pain in the ass employees that are complainers, never satisfied, not on the program, not going for success. Like, I don't need to deal with that shit. I used to deal with it because I was so worried about them producing some money for the company and I wasn't confident enough in myself to go find someone else or do it myself. So to answer your question, man, if you want to find out how to live the life you want to live and you want to live and you don't want to be like a prisoner, right? That's basically what you are when you're living the life you don't want to live. Yep. You got to imagine yourself being in the desert and you found the genie lamp and you get this lamp and you rub the genie lamp and the genie comes out and he says, I'll give you three, five wishes, whatever you want. There's no impossibilities. 
Nothing's impossible. Whatever you want, don't limit yourself. Make sure you don't limit yourself. What are they? Now, most people don't know the answer to that question because what they do is they start thinking about, okay, I want this, but that's impossible. How, how would I do that? I mean, they start thinking these things instead of thinking what they want with no limits. Because here's the thing, Dom, nothing's impossible. It just hasn't been done yet. Like this podcast thing we're doing, we wouldn't be able to do this and be on a screen together like this several years ago. People would have thought it was impossible. Right. Now you can get a phone and, and probably have, have a video call on a phone. Yeah. That's like, that's old sci-fi stuff, man. So nothing's impossible. It's just, it hasn't been done yet. So why limit yourself? Figure out what you want to do. Set the, set the, like the bar very high and then just go towards it. And if you never hit it, it's fine, but at least you're going to go higher than you would have if you didn't do that. So that's the, that's, that's where you start brother. And then once you do that, you commit to it. Don't think about how you're going to get there. Just commit every day you wake up. You just got to be obsessed with it. Gotcha. That's incredible advice, man. I appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate all the value that you're bringing that you continue to bring to me that I'm going to share with everybody that you continue to bring on social media. Just you're a badass, and I'm really glad that we got connected. Super glad that you were able to come on today, and I look forward to talking with you again. C-Rock, thanks so much, man. I appreciate hey, it. Thank you for having me. And by the way, the Rocket Fuel book that I'm writing talks about turning yes. setbacks into Rocket Fuel. Yes. It's coming out at the end of this year. Yeah, DM me, guys. DM me. Engage with me on social media, uh, Instagram, at Mikey C-Rock. Go there, check it out, follow me, and you'll get the information about this book. you got to get involved, and also I'm going to have a mastermind to celebrate the launch of it that I'm going to invite people to. If there's a cost involved, but it's going to be well worth it. And uh, you're going to want to be connected with these power players that I'm going to be around. So thanks for 100%. having me, Don. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that book. And everybody, make sure to follow him at Mikey C Rock on Instagram. I'll share your handle and everything. Super glad you came on today. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks thank so you, much. Man. All right, everybody. That's a wrap on episode 21. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode with Mike C-Rock, C-Rocco as much as I did. Go follow him on all social media platforms. I'll have links in the show notes to all of his social media handles. Also, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if that's where you listen, go give us a five-star review. <clears throat> Excuse me. Five-star review. Share it with a friend. Go check out our YouTube. Follow me on – connect with me on LinkedIn. Go like us on Facebook, Twitter. Give me a follow on Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. We're trying to build this community. So if you've enjoyed it thus far – Please connect with me. Let me know what you think of it. Let me know what I can do better and share it with a friend, share it with a neighbor, share it with a colleague, coworker, whoever it is. Let's build this community and continue to be great together. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next one. Peace.